It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Knapp. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Today, we're going to talk about encouragement and discouragement. And uh, let's be honest, uh, when we look at the world around us, discouragement might be the operative word for a lot of us. A lot of chaos and uncertainty seem to have uh, the upper hand these days, an election that doesn't seem to be over yet. Growing numbers of people infected with the coronavirus. And then whatever might be going on in your little world. Maybe you're on the front lines of uh, COVID-19, your kids or grandkids trying to deal with virtual learning, uh, maybe a job loss or a layoff. A lot of darkness and discouragement in this year of 2020. So how do we find some light in what might be a world of darkness? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Keith Romke. Father is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Dixon, Illinois. Father Keith Romke, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Chuck. Doing great. Glad to be on. Yeah, looking forward to uh, talking about this. I, you know, I, I tend to look at life a little simplistic, which is maybe, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just uh, think it's all about giving life or taking life with the words we speak, the actions we take, and, and I just think uh, encouragement and discouragement, I think, is going to be uh, something uh, important for all of us uh, to talk about, one, to deal with it, and then maybe to uh, be a, that light in the world as we've been talking about today. But we'll get into all of that as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us uh, on the program as well. But, uh, Father, get us started. I mean, the, the reality is, I think, if um, if we look around the world today, there seems to be a lot of discouragement these days. Absolutely. It, it is, it's so easy to become discouraged, and I think that can happen so often without us even, without us even realizing it. Um, it's so easy to, to give up hope. And, and I would say, too, encouragement, discouragement, I think it really, a lot of it focuses on hope. You know, if I'm if I'm being encouraged, I have hope. If I am allowing myself to become discouraged, I'm giving up hope. And the most important thing is to focus on what is good. There is a lot that's that's bad out there for sure, right? I'm not going to deny that. <clears throat> but as it says in the prologue of John's Gospel, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Christ is our light. Um, I think of you know being the child. Can be, you can become afraid of the dark. So what do you have? You have a night light. And it's amazing. If you think about the amount of space that that little light takes within a whole room of darkness, it's so tiny, but that littlest sliver of light can light up a whole room. Right? And, and sometimes that's, that's truly what it takes. It just takes that one sliver of light and looking at it. Um, I know sometimes people, people will say that you could have 100 compliments and, and one kind of negative thing that can happen, and, and so often we allow that negative thing to, to bring us down. But we need to focus on the positive. Um, my, my late Grandma Peterson, her favorite song, and she instilled this in us as, as kids, she loved the song Accentuate the Positive. 
Um, and I'll just quickly share the refrain because um, I think it's so beautiful and it's just a great outlook. It says, you have to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, latch onto the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between, you've got to spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith or pandemonium is liable to walk upon the scene. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's perfect. Like, that's what we need to do. And I, and I love the way that it's not just okay, be joyful, like that last line, have faith, our pandemonium is likely to walk upon the scene. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes people can say, and just trying to be encouraging, they can just say, well, you're just being optimistic. And I would say it's it's not about being blissfully unaware or acting like things are okay or convincing ourselves. It's not, it's not a psychological thing, just trying to, you know, tell ourselves that things are okay. It's about having hope that's based in reality. And it's the reality of the resurrection. And that's really what it all boils down to. Christ rose from the dead. There is no situation that could have been more discouraging right, than when the apostles are in that upper room thinking, wow, Christ just died. Now what? He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. It happened. And that's why that, that is the encouragement of all encouragements. That nothing, as Paul says in Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not even death, not even Christ dying. So we have every reason for encouragement and to have hope, no matter what we're facing, because Christ, who himself rose from the dead, is present in our lives and present in every situation that we're ever in. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director, talking about uh, encouragement and discouragement today. Let's open up our phone lines. Toll-free number if you'd like to join us and uh, share your story with us, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can uh, email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But as we talk about encouragement and discouragement, how are you feeling today? Encouraged or maybe discouraged? Uh, tell us about that. And then thinking about encouragement, when have you been able to offer encouragement to someone in your life, the other part of that question, when has someone um, provided uh, you with some encouragement, uh, maybe in the dark time of your life? Toll free again if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Sounds like your grandmother was a light for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was always positive. I don't know if I ever heard her complain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we all need to do that. We're going to talk about that today, too. So, uh, But, uh, Father, I, uh, Nick Schmitz, our producer, told me yesterday, as we were kind of looking ahead to today, that, that you uh, just recently were uh, te- tested positive for, uh, for COVID. And uh, first of all, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. Today is actually the first day that I've completely turned the corner and, and feel like myself again. And even on our topic, I would say, you know, initially there's that temptation to become discouraged, to think there are things that I normally want to be able to do, you know, for my parishioners, for others that I'm not able to do. Um, But the beautiful thing is that through technology, I've been able to still communicate um, with my parishioners. And the other thing that I would say has been incredible has been, it's been amazing to see how my parishioners have reached out to me, telling me that they're praying for me that they're thinking of me, telling me, you know, that they miss me, just different things. And and that's really helped me to reflect upon the fact that it would be so easy for my parishioners to look at my situation and to say, well, there's nothing that we can do to fix the situation that our priest is in right now. So since I can't fix it, I'll just do nothing. And I think that that happens 
frequently. Maybe when we see people that are discouraged or we want to be encouraging towards others and we maybe think to ourselves, well, can I really make that big of a difference? And because we think that we can't make a huge difference, we refrain from even doing the little thing. And what I would say is it is amazing, and I've experienced it myself, you know, just throughout life in different ways, that when people step forward and do something that does, it just seems small. It is incredible, absolutely incredible, the difference that it makes. Well, I prayed for you at Mass this morning, knowing you were going to be on the program today. Good to hear that you're feeling better. Yeah, but hey, walk us back into uh, what was going on in terms of one when you first started uh, experiencing some of the symptoms. Was there a sense of discouragement, which would probably be very natural? But uh, walk us through that. How were you able to maybe deal with the discouragement and then walk into that light, so to speak, to find some encouragement in what you were going through? Yeah, I would say that initially there definitely was discouragement. Um and especially, you know, the whole thing is, okay, what happens next? The first thing was, okay, I'm not feeling great. What does this mean? And then, okay, once I decided I'm going to get tested, okay, what does that mean? Now what happens if, you know, if I test positive? And I would say that it was so many questions, all these unanswered questions, all these different things that, you know, if this happens, then this, if this happens, this, what is it? And when we have a lot of things that are maybe out of our control, I mean, that would be the best way to put it. I, I definitely wasn't in control <laughs> the second that um, I started to feel, you know, some different symptoms. And in the midst of realizing that I'm not in control, I would say the thing that would put things in their proper perspective is realizing that, okay, the Lord, the Lord's known from the beginning of time that this would happen to me. And the Lord is in control. The Lord loves me. And he has a plan. And I would say that that's the same thing that I would say to, to everyone, whether they're, you know, whether down the road you might have the same fearful questions, if, if you're about to get tested, you know, if you have something with, with, with the coronavirus or whatever it is, in those moments where there are all kinds of questions, all things, kinds of things that are uncertain, to say, okay, well, what do I know to be true? And there's things that I'm not sure about. I know that the Lord loves me. I know that the Lord is with me. Ultimately, I know that Jesus rose from the dead, and I know that he is with me. That same power that rose from the grave lives in me. And so to realize that, I would, I would go so far as to say that in life, even if our worst-case scenario ever were to become true, which most of the time it doesn't, but if our worst nightmare was to become true, God would still be with us, and he would allow our hearts to rise up, and in the end, the light, the light would still be there. We won't become overcome by darkness if we continue to cling to the Lord. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, I think part of the challenge for all of us, and I hope for you listening today, that you realize the call is to be an encourager, to uh, encourage people in, in your journey of faith, even when you're feeling discouraged, perhaps. But what happened, you talked about the response of um, your parishioners. When did that uh, first parishioner maybe reach out to you? When did you, when did that first parishioner maybe provide that little nightlight for you? I love that image that little nightlight in your journey that really began to make a difference i would say that it was it was right away um i actually got i got tested i think it was a little after four o'clock in the afternoon and there was actually a special mass for for all souls day um at 6 30 that evening 
So just a couple of hours later, and obviously having been tested, I had to go on quarantine, so I had to find a priest to cover that mass for me, um, and he did, and he did a great job. Um, and right after that mess finished, I had a couple of parishioners that roached out right away and they said, Father, we noticed that you're gone. Are you okay? How are you doing? And again, it would be so easy for someone to say, ah, you know, Father's not here. He must have something going on. I don't want to bother him. (laughs) It's not a bother to try to encourage someone. And I would just say, please do always reach out like yes we need to we need to be encouragers of others has there ever been a time in your life i would ask where somebody has reached out to you to give encouragement and you've thought wow that was a little over the top i really wish they wouldn't have done that of course not that doesn't happen and yet sometimes when we get maybe a little inspiration from the spirit to say reach out and encourage somebody how often do we actually pulled back and say, ah, well, no, they might think I'm weird. They might think that that's not necessary. I don't want to, I don't want to pry. I don't want to nudge. No, we need that. We need those lights in the midst of the darkness. Yeah. We are uh, talking, (coughs) excuse me, we are talking today about encouragement and discouragement. And so what's going on in your journey of faith today? Feeling encouraged or maybe discouraged? If you want to talk about that, we invite you to join us. Then thinking about encouragement, when have you been able to encourage someone in your life? And as Father Romke indicated, when has someone provided you with some encouragement in maybe a dark time of your life? Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888. 914-9149. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 17, verses 7 through 10. Jesus said to the apostles, Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. 
Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Chuck Knauf, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Shaper answering your phone calls today. Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director. Father Romke is the pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Dixon, Illinois, that in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, talking today about encouragement and discouragement. And uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. And as uh, you think about your journey of faith, how are you feeling today? Maybe uh, encouraged, uh, maybe discouraged. Well, if you want to talk about that, we invite you to join us. But thinking about encouragement, when have you been able to offer encouragement to someone in your life? And then the... Um, the other part of that, when has someone provided you with some encouragement in maybe a dark time of your life? We'd love to hear the story. And again, if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, interlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father Romke, before we get to uh, some phone calls, just talk a little bit about, if you would, in terms of we talk about be, being discouraged. Uh, we're really dealing with two worlds, certainly the turmoil and the chaos of uh, the physical world, but also we're spiritual beings. So there's a lot of uh, sometimes discouragement, hopefully encouragement in our faith life. But but we're, we're dealing with really two different kinds of worlds here in so many ways. Absolutely. And I would say so often when we see things that are going wrong in, in this world, you know, in our physical world, it can become very easier for people to, to say, look, it looks like it's all falling apart. We say, no, we, we have our faith, and we know that the Lord is with us. We know that we have the life of the Lord truly alive within us. I, I can't tell you how often I hear people say in the midst of, of tragedy, um, or let's say especially let's say if someone dies and they die young, where someone will say, and it's so true, where they say, I don't know how people get through this if they don't have faith. And my thought always is it, it's impossible to get through this if you don't have faith. And we're we're called to have faith. Um, and in, in the midst of the darkness, again, to know that we have Christ as our light. And to allow that to make a difference for us here and now is important. I think sometimes people, you know, they say, you know, well, it must be really hard as a Christian where you, you know, have different things that are bad that are happening and, you know, that you just say, well, I know one day I'll be better when I'm in heaven. And I always like to, to turn to something that, uh, that Pope Benedict actually said, where he said that eternal life is something that we live now. I think sometimes we can think about that, okay, well, eternal life, that's what we live, you know, after we physically die, okay, that's what we'll enter into. But the fact of the matter is that eternal life is our participation in the life of God. And when we're baptized, God's life begins to live within us. And yes, we may, I shouldn't say we may, we all will, at some point, we all will physically die. But that life of God that is alive within us, that lasts forever. Yes, we can, you know, lose it through through serious sin, but guess what? God has that covered, too, because of the sacraments. Um, and I said that's a beautiful thing, too. And, and encouragement comes to us through the sacraments. If we ever fall, you know, when we fall, when we fail through sin, that can become incredibly discouraging sometimes, you know, when we sin. But the beautiful thing is that God always offers us another chance. Um, one of the most beautiful moments and memories that I ever have of confession was one time when, after I gave my confession, that the priest, as he began to offer his, um, you know, his words, truly words of encouragement, he said, remember that God always gives you another chance and another chance and another chance. And he said it three times, not just another chance. 
He said it three times, and I realized, yeah, the point at which we give into discouragement is when we stop believing that, when we believe that God isn't going to give us another chance. God always gives us another chance. And when he gives us that chance, and, and when we receive that life through the sacrament of confession, we, in that moment, are truly given nothing less than God's life, which is an incredible. I would say, too, in, in the moments when things become darkest for us, maybe where we're praying and we're just wanting for the Lord to, to speak something to us, um, and it doesn't seem to be coming. I, I guess I would say two two ways to kind of get the encouragement. Um, one way is open up Scripture and, and, you know, read through the Gospels or maybe some letters of Paul that have, you know, encouragement in them. Um, but another way, it, go to adoration and realize that in that moment you are present with the Lord. And just knowing that someone is present to you. Sometimes people don't even need to say anything. It's just knowing that someone is right there, knowing that they are present, that makes all the difference. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd just say one more little little example of someone making a difference. I had probably about a year and a half ago, um, I had it where I was actually in the, in the ER. Um, and while I was there, there was a friend who had heard that I was there. And that friend showed up um, and just said, you're not alone. I'm here. And I think that that is so beautiful. And again, it goes back to there's nothing that they could have done in that moment to have fixed the situation. There were other questions that were going on that were unanswered at that point. But it was simply that person being present. <laughs> and I would say for, for all of us, a beautiful way to encourage is to be present. Don't be afraid if you don't have the perfect words. Just be present. Yeah. Christ, you know, often he would show up um, and he would say, it is I, be not afraid. And for him to say, you know, it is I, or let's say, you know, I am, I'd say another way of saying that is, I'm here. And those are two incredibly powerful words. Yeah. That if we have a friend who's discouraged to be able to say, you know, to give them a call or drop them a line or show it, even if we can't be with them, you know, physically because of, let's say, the virus, or maybe they live, you know, hundreds of miles away, that to be able to call and say, I'm here, and just to allow them to know that they are not alone is so, so powerful. Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director, talking about encouragement and discouragement today. Let's uh, take some phone calls. And let's start with Josh listening in Wisconsin, Rapids, Wisconsin. Hello, Josh. Nice to have you on the program today. Good morning, Chuck. Yeah, I, um, the story that I have is I about six years ago, my father passed away, and uh, he lived in a town about five miles away. And as I was driving through town for the first time in, in probably six months or so, the Holy Spirit nudged me and said, you should go see your dad, and I didn't. And um, he passed away two days later, and I found out that he had an injury at work and, and didn't go see a doctor. And I vowed from that day forward that any time I got that nudge that I would act on it. And, um, you know, there was, there was a, a, a single mom, or it appeared to be a single mom, who had brought her, her children to church, and we'd never seen them before. And uh, being a father of, of six children, I know that it can be difficult at times. And she was sitting in the back with the baby, and I just, I was sitting in the back with mine, and I just felt that nudge to go over and, and you know, tell her that she's doing the right thing and encourage her. And, and I did so. And, um, you know, fast forward a couple years here, you know, they're, they're, they had joined the church, got married in the church. They were, she was in a marriage that was outside the church, um, baptized their children. And so you, you don't know the ripple effects. And, 
and it's just something that that again I took that vow that when I get that encouragement to to reach out to somebody or get that voice, um, you know, I, I listen to it now. That is absolutely beautiful, Josh. Thank you, thank you for sharing, and even I mean, courage um, for first of all the courage for for being able to step out and 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 help that woman, help that mother in that way. And I also want to say thank you for your courage for for sharing this particular story with us about you know where okay you you didn't go and see your dad, and I think it's it's beautiful that you've shared that because I think it's important that we learn from you know different moments where maybe things didn't go exactly the way that that we would have liked where if we you know maybe we wish we could turn back the clock and do things over again, but in those moments to say no I'm going to step up and I'm going to allow this to 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 change me and I'm going to allow this to to be an impetus the diving board right to to help me spring forward and and to do great things for the Lord. So thank you so much for yeah. for sharing that um and for yeah for making a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. Yeah, thank you Josh. Um, beautiful story and you know Father, it's just so interesting that I mean how often do we experience those nudges? I love that uh, that image. And uh, don't do anything, but to start to recognize and, 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 you know, don't we wonder, oh, what are they going to think of me and all of those crazy things that we think they're going to do? But, you know, just do it, right? Just trust that uh, that nudge is, is going to bear fruit and maybe we won't even know how or when. Yeah. And I'm, and again, I'm so, I'm so proud of Josh because I would say that one place where it can become incredibly easy to become discouraged is when we see that things that something doesn't go the way that we would have liked for it to do. Or if we see like, gosh, you know what, I messed up in this place. The evil one, the devil can get in there and really try to discourage us even more. But the beautiful thing is that God wants to use that moment to teach us something to help us to do even more. Um, Mother Teresa, one of my favorite lines of hers is that she used to say, God does not require that we succeed he simply asks that we try. And I think sometimes when we don't see results in what we're trying to do, let's say, especially maybe in our spiritual efforts, when we don't see results, we can feel like we're a failure. But the thing is, God is simply asking us to give our best effort. We might not always see the results. Um, another place that I would say it can become very easy to get discouraged is in comparing. And I'll use Mother Teresa as the example again. I've heard so many people say, you know, I'll just never be Mother Teresa. And they're so discouraged as they're saying that I'll never be Mother Teresa. And I always think to myself, that's right. You won't be because you're not called to be. You're called to be your own saint. So I think comparison is something that can can really cause discouragement and something that we need to avoid as well. Father Keith Ropke, our spiritual director. Let's take another phone call. Regina listening in Dundee, Illinois, northwest of downtown Chicago. Good to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. I'm actually a first-time caller, but I've been a relevant radio listener for about a year and a half now, and it's been wonderful. Um, hello, Father Keith Ramke. It's Regina Musket. Um, we worked together in Genoa when you were yes, a Yes, God bless you, Regina. <laughs> God bless you. I'm so happy to hear you. This is the second time I've been fortunate enough to be tuned in while you were on. And you are just so inspiring, your words and the gifts the Holy Spirit has given to you to share with us. I am just so grateful for that. And on the topic that um, we're discussing, 
today about bringing light in the darkness in the world that we're living right now. Um, uh, for me, as you know, I'm a musician, so I like to turn to music and inspiration there. And there's a beautiful song by, you probably know it, by Tom Kenzia called Light of Christ. And um, we are going to be using that song a lot more in this climate that we're in, in the parish where I currently work. Um, and I just wanted to put it out there in case anyone is searching for some inspiration through music that if you look for that song, it might bring some healing or some uh, light that people are missing in their lives right now. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Regina. And I'm actually not familiar with that song. So the light of Christ by Tom Kenzia. So I will make sure to listen to that right after, right after the broadcast. Um, and yeah, I, love that whole idea about music. Um, I'm a musician as well, and there's just something about music and about song that if you have a message that is put to words that make harmony, that it can just really hit our soul in a powerful way. And so I think that's great, great advice to be able to, if you're discouraged, a great way to get encouragement is simply to turn on some some positive you know, music that has a, a positive faith message to it. Yeah. Um, I'll also say, just as a little, sometimes encouragement can come to us um, from heaven in an amazing way. And, and I was mentioned earlier, my incredible grandma Peterson and Regina was just calling from Dundee and Dundee is actually where my grandma was from. So it's just a little light that the Lord just gave me in a beautiful way, a little God wink from heaven, if you will. Um, so take note of those little those little moments. There's little things that might happen in our day <clears throat> that maybe just seem like, ah, oh, that's just a coincidence or it seems to be a little thing. You know, if there's something that's, even if it's so small, that puts the tiny smile on your face, I encourage you to, to speak to God about that. See what God is trying to tell you and to, to truly take that as a moment of God loving you in a big, big way, even if it seems insignificant. Regina, God bless you. Thanks uh, for joining us and uh, talking about being a light in the world as we talk about encouragement and discouragement. Today, just let me uh, tell all of you in our listening audience the lights uh, that you have been to us at Relevant Radio. As um, If you haven't heard, last week was our November pledge drive, and uh, we had a need of $2.7 million. And if you haven't heard, uh, more than 13,000 of you said yes to our invitation to help us out financially. And we have crossed the a $2.9 million mark, and actually are inching our way to the $3 million mark. We don't have the words. It was amazing. It's incredible. Thank you to all of you who made a contribution to keep us on the air uh, last week during the Pledge Drive. We can't do this without you. And so just a heartfelt thank you for uh, being a light uh, and helping us be lights. But thank you for your generosity and support on the Pledge Drive last week. And by the way, not too late um, to uh, make a donation if you haven't done that, if you'd like to make another one. RelevantRadio.com, you can do that online, also on the Relevant Radio app. You can also call 877-291-0123. Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director, talking about encouragement and discouragement. Let's uh, take another phone call. And Rachel, listening in Glendale, California, thank you for the call. It's nice to have you on The Inner Life today. Oh, good morning. My name, well, you already know. I had cancer, and that's, that's why I sound so strange. 
I had cancer uh, 13 years ago, and uh, at the time, they, you know, the doctor says there's a 25 to 50 percent possibility you're not going to be able to talk. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then, then he says, um, you're going to look like this woman. I had um, a stage four cancer uh, under the floor of the mouth, underneath the tongue. And so they had to remove my gums and my teeth, and they reconstructed my jaw. So then people look at you funny when you don't look like everybody. Um, that's why I like the mask that we have to wear now, because nobody looks at me like I'm hard of hearing, I'm blind, and, you know, and I can't speak. But um, I was fired from one job because I was happy. Um, the the company that I worked for, they were loony. You never knew how they were going to come. And I would always say, good morning, you know, had a nice day or whatever. And I do the same to the patients. And the patients, they liked me a lot. When um, I was told to go bye-bye, uh, the patients, wherever I would see them, they would hug me and say, oh, we miss you, and we, you know, you were with us. And then I told them, well, it's going to work now. And with, with the cancer, um, they also, when they get the surgery, I don't have saliva. I don't have uh, the sense of smell, which is good, because I can clean diapers, and I can, uh, the trash bin, I can't smell it. And um, I just don't I have I'm tasteless, but like I always say, God is really, really good to me. Um, he lets me see chocolate. I love chocolate. And so I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just eternally grateful. And now with these elections, a couple of people would say, how can you be for that man? And, you know, or that things about him. And I said, but haven't you noticed that Biden has been bad? Not just recently, but wait, and then a comparison that he wants to be a, a role model like President Kennedy. President Kennedy wasn't a fine example of a Catholic, yet mistresses left and right. That's not right, not respecting his wife. I always yeah. think if you don't love your wife or your husband, you say, I don't love you, let's divorce, or, you know, not divorce, but at least separate. But don't continue to be on your spouses. But then I never been married, so maybe that's why I'm more um, strict in believing that. Yeah. Well, hey, Rachel, let me jump in here. I want to get Father Romke in into here. I just am so taken with that you were told that you uh, 50 to 75 percent of chance you'd never talk again. And uh, so you probably never thought that you might be on a nationwide radio program, right? <laughs> I listen to you all the time. <laughs> well, well, you know, I one thank you for calling in. Thank you for joining us on the program today. And you know, she brought up Father Romke uh, being eternally grateful. And I just wonder yeah. when we talk about being discouraged, the importance of gratitude, finding something in the midst of the darkness to be thankful for. Absolutely. And Rachel, I just want to say, wow, what an inspiration. And I am so glad that you called in. You have a beautiful voice. You have a beautiful story. Your faith is is just incredible. And 
I wish that you could see my face right now and the smile on my face. It is so inspiring that you called in and, and I am positive that there are so many listeners right now who your story, Rachel, is exactly what they needed to hear today and that you are the encouragement that they needed, that you calling in is the moment of this hour. And, and I am grateful. I am grateful for that. And again, please, everyone who's listening, be an encouragement. Do not be afraid to speak. Have courage. Have confidence. Let Rachel's courage um, inspire you to to be able to reach out and just to do something that may seem to be so simple, but that truly, truly makes a difference. Yeah. And Rachel, yeah, Chuck. Like, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to. Yeah, the whole idea of gratitude. I mean, I just uh, yeah. It, it's it's tough sometimes, but gosh, if we can find a way to say thank you for something going on in our life, even in the darkness, we can find that night light. I love that image. We can find the light, can't we? Yes, and my favorite verse of Scripture is Romans eight twenty eight, where St. Paul go. says, we know that all things work for good for those who love God. And if we're able to have gratitude, that's our way of saying, okay, Lord, where is it that you are bringing good from this thing? And that we can be in the midst of a very bad, very terrible situation. And God is going to be present in that, and he is going to bring us through. He will, he is going to share the resurrection with us. So we need to keep our eyes open to that and to thank him for that. Because having a heart that is full of gratitude helps us to keep our focus on him. Rachel, God bless you. Good to have you on the program today. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. Talking about encouragement and discouragement today, when has someone uh, provided you some encouragement in maybe a dark time of your life? We'd love to hear the story. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Good to have all of you with us on the program today. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. Father Romke is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Church, uh, that in Dixon, Illinois, talking today about encouragement and discouragement. A little bit of time left uh, in the hour today, and if you'd like to join us, so what's your story? How, what's going on today? I mean, are you feeling encouraged, maybe, maybe discouraged? If you'd like to talk about it, we invite you to join us. But I'm uh, also curious, uh, when have you been an encourager? When have you uh, maybe been encouraged by someone else? Uh, how did that impact your faith? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father, you know, we talk about discouragement. Can you, I mean, if we get, if like life gets so dark, the cross gets so heavy, I mean, it can lead uh, 
to or toward despair. So if somebody just uh, wants it, whatever it is, to end, what would you say to that listener today who maybe is just discouraged beyond anything uh, he or she has ever experienced before? Yeah. The first thing that I will say is God loves you. (laughs) Cling to the fact and know that God loves you. But I know that sometimes it, we can't feel that. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way. Um, and I would say that we know that, that we can look to Christ. He became man. So we know that he has experienced everything that we experience. And so with that, I would say to know that you can turn towards him and that it's not just, okay, he's God, but no, he is God who understands where you are at. And so just to know that, that, he truly became man, obviously, to save us, but I would say so that we can know in our darkest moments that he understands us. I think that can be a, a great pain on top of on top of maybe physical pain that we're feeling or there's a psychological pain of feeling like we're alone and no one understands us. Know that Christ does understand you. Um, and I would say, too, just thinking about despair, you know, that we can pray Psalm 22, which is the psalm that Christ began to invoke when he said from the cross, and maybe this prayer is on our lips if we're at that point, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is a prayer, and sometimes it may feel that way. But the thing that I will say is when Christ said that at, at, on the cross, that frequently um, for the Jewish people, they would, they would recite the first line, the first stanza of a psalm, and in doing so, they were invoking the meaning of the whole thing. And when Christ said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that is the beginning of Psalm 22. So I encourage you to pray through it because throughout the beginning of the psalm, all these different things that happened at the crucifixion, it, it matches up and it lines up perfectly. But by the end, and I, and I have it pulled up here, by the end, and this is truly what Christ was proclaiming from the cross, and I'll just kind of read just a few of the lines. He says, I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. Um, He says, from you comes my praise in the great assembly. The Lord has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. And there's more there, but it, it starts off, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? that real feeling that we can have, and yet there is faith and there is hope. So I would say believe in who God says that he is and believe in who he says that you are as his beloved child and know that no matter how dark it gets, um, Christ at the end of the, the crucifixion, what does he say? Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. It's the darkest moment, which truly is, the greatest moment of light for all of us who know and have eyes to see and have faith. He's saying, not, okay, Lord, now I'm about to die, and this is the end. No, he's saying, Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. And that moment when we are struggling the most, if we're at the verge of despair, that's the moment where we need to be able to say, Lord, I ask you to hold me. I place myself in your hands. I place myself in your arms. Lord, uh, you know, Jesus, look, please let me be placed inside that wound in your heart. Let me dwell inside the sacred heart. And just to let God hold you. 
Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director. Let's uh, take another phone call. Diane, listening in Tampa, Florida, you're up next. Uh, thank you for calling, and uh, good to have you on The Inner Life today. Thank you. I am um, calling in in regards to, it's both encouragement and discouragement. My fiancé, I am, I would say I am the the stronger one in Christ. I read my Bible more. I get excited to share, you know, when I learn different stories and stuff like that. And it's it's starting to get to the point that I know when, you know, when, when someone is getting discouraged, no matter what, you have to think Christ-like. And, you know, what would God do? Um, you have to still encourage the person, even though no matter what the person is going through at that time. But my fiancé has this thing about him where when he gets down and he gets low, and I've never stepped to God that way ever because, for me, I'm thankful that he sent his son to die for me um, and that I wake up every morning and it's another chance at life. And he just gets to the point where he, you know, he compares himself to men in the Bible, like, you know, well, why am I struggling? And, you know, why things just won't go the way I want it to go? And God still blessed David, you know, and David looked at different women. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, but there were times, too, when David did wrong things and God had to show up and, like, you know, you can't keep doing this and, you know, put his hand on him and still show him that, you know, yes, you believe in God. You can't, you know, be trying to do worldly things too at the same time. You have to try to walk the right path. And now it's starting to get a little bit dis- uh, discouraging for me because it's it's every day. And I pray for him. You know, I, I try to uplift him, but it just seems like he's lost his way. And, you know, no matter how I tell him, you know, God is going to be there for you. God is going to see you out of this. Something happens the next day, the car breaks down, or he, he got fired. And it's like when he gets into a stomp, it takes a toll on me as well. And I have to, you know, still uplift him. But I think he just has this spirit of comparison where he feels like he has to compare himself to other people and look at why is God blessing them, but it looks like he's not blessing me. So my thing is, how do I continue to encourage him, or how can I show him that no matter how rough it is, because God did tell us that we were going to suffer. He didn't say the road was going to be easy. And and, and I get that. I understand that, because I've been through a lot of things, and God has always, he's never left me. So the way how he looks at things, I don't see it that way. Because like I said, I'm thankful for everything God has done for me and still doing. Even when it looks like he's not even working, I know he's still there. He just doesn't see it the way I see it. And it's starting to, to take a toll on me to where I just get silent and I don't know what to say. Diane, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And yeah, encouraging another um, when, when we don't see that, that fruit right away. Um, can be very, very difficult. I encourage you just to just to continue and to be present. Um, <clears throat> and I guess I guess that's something that I'll say too. A lot of a lot of what I've been saying, you know, about how we can encourage people and it can make a difference. Sometimes that can happen immediately. Sometimes that can happen right away. With you know, just if the thing that's difficult is this, this situation. And Diane, I'm not saying that this is is your situation with your fiance, but I will say that in general, something that is true is some people can can maybe struggle with depression, or that there can be something where their their discouragement 
isn't simply going to be solved by giving an encouraging word. We still need to encourage and we still need to be to be present. And I would say it's that, that faithfulness of being present and allowing the person, again, to know I'm here um, can make a big difference. For someone who gets down on themselves, let's say, for different mistakes, my uh, favorite person to turn to is St. Peter. St. Peter, who is the first pope, who the Lord entrusted the care of his church to, Peter messed up a lot. <laughs> he put his foot in his mouth a lot. Um, but the beautiful thing is that the Lord came to him after the resurrection, after Peter had not just stuck his foot in his mouth, but after he had, Peter had denied him three times. And Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And I would say that for someone who, you know, if it's comparison or whatever, if they're down on themselves, to be able to just, you know, encourage them, say, do you love the Lord? And to encourage them maybe even to go to prayer and to allow the Lord to ask them, do you love me? And if they are able to say in their heart, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And of course, Jesus asked again. Jesus is going to ask us every day if we love him. He's not going to ask us if we're going to have perfect results. He's not going to ask us if we're, you know, convicted that we will never fall again. It's simply, do you love me and are you willing to, are you willing to walk with me today? So my encouragement, if you're encouraging someone and they just keep getting down on themselves, is just to, to ask them to pray and to say, you know, let the Lord ask you and, and speak to him and have a conversation with him. Do you love me? Yeah. You know, Diane, thank you for the phone call. And I'm sitting here listening to her story and to you, Father Romke, thinking, you know, we're encouragers. We want to be encouragers. And, and Diane, it sounds like she's getting discouraged trying to be uh, an encourager. And I think sometimes there's yeah. an irony in that, that we're trying to, we get tired, don't we? But but stay the course. Keep uh, speaking and, the right words. Keep encouraging, right? Yes. And I would say to that also, Diane, and, and I think this is very important. I would say this to everyone. Don't become discouraged because you feel discouraged. And I think that sometimes that can happen, that we can just, in general, if things aren't going our way or things aren't going the way we would, we would hope, we can begin to feel discouragement. And just, just by the fact that we feel that discouragement, we allow that to discourage us. So I'd say if you're starting to feel discouraged, know that, hey, that's okay, that's an emotion. And we simply need to, at that point, choose... To, to react against it, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to choose to trust. I'm going to choose to continue to love. Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. Father, I've got about 10 seconds for a final blessing for all of our listeners. May Almighty God bless you all and fill you with his encouragement and love from the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Keith Romke, a pleasure to have you on uh, the program today. Continue your recovery from COVID. Praying for you. Good to have you on the program today. Thanks to uh, Father Romke. Thanks to you for joining us. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass and at 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Kale Clark. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.